Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. I got you, Grace. A lot going on. Good Merton. Good Merton. Grand Risen. Grand Risen. All right. Okay, so today we are still in transcending, transcending inconsistencies. And the part that we're in are lessons and imperfection. And we're talking about the path. Today, we're talking about the path to self-discovery and spiritual enlightenment. Go ahead, Miss Gracie May. Before you get started, ladies and gentlemen, people of all ages, uh, if you have not gotten your tickets, um, I implore you, I encourage you, I beseech you, okay? To be like, roll the roll, okay? And get your tickets. Get your tickets for Exploring Alignment, August 17th. That is not this Thursday, but next Thursday, okay? We want to make sure you are in the place, okay? You do not want to miss this event, okay? Trust me, me, y'all. You don't want to miss it. You do not want to miss this event. And uh, if you know somebody that's like, you know what, this person needs this event, let me just go on and gift them a a ticket or whatever. Have them pay you back. Do something. But get them here to this event. Uh, And 
I, I know some people uh, who work who are working and say, man, I can't I can't make it, so I won't be able to go. You can still get you a ticket, get you a ticket now while it's forty nine dollars because you can get you will be able to keep the recording for life. Even if you can't make the live, you can keep the recording. Go back and take a look at all of the epicness that will be happening, uh, and get your tickets now because in one week. It goes up to $97. Now, if you want to wait and pay $97, we know we will not be mad at you. However, we know uh, that everyone loves the discount, okay? <laughs> so get it at, at full price now of $49 before it becomes full price of $97. Okay, I'm done. No, thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you so very much. And trust me, you want to be there. Don't wait until the day of and pay $97 for your video. If you won't be able to make it, go ahead, pay your 47 now, your 49 now. So that way, if you can't make, as my dad said, it's better to have and not need than to need and not have. And speaking of that, Deanna. Yes, sir. <laughs> right in that same energy that Grace is on. If you haven't gotten your ATS leads, let me tell you something, folks. I was on vacation for my anniversary and I got my first set. I got my second set. I wasn't able to open them up until this morning. And I'm gonna tell you how I felt. If you ever see this example about the kid sitting on the lawn, trying to drink out the water hose and it's on high, I say, what the? So if you haven't gotten your ATS leads, you cheating yourself. I'm telling you right now, I'm sitting there going, how the, how the, how the? And the person that's going to help me with them, they don't even know I got them. I'm like, so get your, get your stuff. Get your stuff. Just, I'm just saying, being great jumped out there, you know, with the Assembly of Wonders, because I signed up for that, got money. Folks, stop playing. Get that money off the table. Thank you. Come on, y'all. Come on, Uncle Romy, bro. Come on, Uncle Romy, bro. Y'all, let me tell you something. I am so, the excitement that I feel. I have not am I not only am I sending out always sending out leads, but I'm also a practice, not a practitioner, a client. I'm also a client because when I tell y'all the stuff that me and Antonio talks about this weekend, the things that he challenged me to do, oh, let me tell y'all something. It's, it's, it's going to be a challenge, but I'm excited about it. And I'm going to, I will be utilizing ATS leads just to share light, just to share the light and draw them in. Um, so get your leads because trust me, Uncle Romy Rome ain't the only one who got his. Trust me, he ain't the only one. It was a very productive weekend, he ain't the only one. Okay, so Grace, if you can do me a favor after this, before you come here, if you can reach out to Talisha for me because she asked a question. Uh, about ATS leads, if you can break it down for. Well, no, let's do it here. Um, so what ATS leads is, once it's $49 a month, but 
you get 10,000 leads a month, 10,000 specifically catered to you leads. And with these leads, you can do whatever you want with them. What I recommend you do, if, if it was me, is I would get with until Rhino Leg is fully released, I would go to like MailChimp or something and create, um, I forgot, a segmentation specifically for the leads that you're doing. Like for me, when I send out my leads, I'm, I'm going to segment them based on how I'm sending them out. So if I'm sending leads out and we pull them based on hashtags and keywords that are specific to you, your company, your organization, your brand. So Talisha, I will fuck 10,000 high quality leads customized for you every month. So like for you, Talisha, we would, I would, we would ask you, okay, so what is your business about? And you would give us that information and we would go in and pull leads based on what we, what the keywords and hashtags that we pull based on your company specifically. So it would be, you know, etiquette, business etiquette, dinner etiquette, um, conversation etiquette, like any, we will pull just for you. And so, so when you have your events or just to start, you remember how, so when Talisha first started with us, she had her business and with coaching with Antonio, Talisha actually started posting videos. I don't know if y'all saw them, but she started creating videos about etiquette, teaching short lessons and posting them. So I would go, I would recycle all of my old content, Talisha. You can either re-record it or keep it and just use that and start sending out and, and just, and because these leads are leads specified to you when you send them out you're letting them know hey are you looking for such and such and such or hey I just want to share some information with you to help you and you do an email blast and in that email blast if you have an event that you're doing after maybe like the fourth email of just being a resource and giving information that next email you still be a resource, but you let them know, hey, also I have this event coming up. You should sign up for it. This event is going to be about this. So you use that to take your leads, make them hot leads, and then put them into your funnel. So these leads are specifically for you because I'm going to do the same thing. I, I have three books, which a few weeks ago, was a few weeks ago? I can't remember. Uh, Melissa told me that all three of my books were in the, were bestsellers for Tree and Press. I was excited about that too. I'm wrong. Um, no, no, honey, honey. They're uh, the Tree and Press books, but that's the bestsellers that we use for printing and distribution globally. Oh, Oh, um, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I want to make sure you're getting the prompts that you need. I just thought they was bestsellers with Tree Press. I didn't know. <laughs> Globally. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so let me make sure you're getting your proper prompts. Thank you, Melissa. Because <laughs> I showed, I was like, oh, sleep. 
that worked for me. So whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, so, okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Melissa. So what I would do, Talisha, <laughs> is take these leads and I would send information based on like bits and pieces of the things inside of the book. It's like, hey, you know, if you're struggling with this, then try doing this, da, 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 da. And you can do this even more, you know, when you purchase framework and put a link to framework in there, but you giving being a resource and you can use, you use those leads to build your community, to sell your products, to be a resource. Number one, always be a resource first before you start asking people for their 16 digits from left to right with the expiration date, you know, and the three digit code on the back be a resource first. So don't go in asking money, go in telling them, Hey, I can help you with this. Let me help you for free a few times first. And then I'm gonna ask you for your money, you know, but that's what you do with those leads. And these leads are catered to you. So you don't have to worry about anybody saying, Oh, I'm not looking for, I'm not looking for any type of business etiquette or anything like that. No, 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 no. These people specifically look for the etiquette keywords and specifically look for they they post or look for etiquette hashtags and we pull those and give you that information so that's what ATS ATS leads is about building your business and your brand and getting that community that you need to thrive for $49 oh and those of you who are who become a part of ATS Leads are also grandfathered into Rhino Link. Yes. Yes. So once Rhino Link is released, you can just flow them little leads right on into Rhino Link and let Rhino Link do all the work for you. I'm excited about that because Antonio built Rhino Link for people like me who don't want to do the work, but want the work done, who are not in a position to hire anybody, but need the extra hand to help. Yeah. Rana, when Rana Lee come out, y'all not going to see me for a little bit. I'm not even going to lie with you. Me and Melissa going to be gone. We're going to be playing. That's like, that's like a whole, that's like big kids in a playground for us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm waiting on the minutes so I can start counting them down. See, see, we are excited. And and when Antonio puts in the feature that you can click the, you know how they have like the away, idle, you know, here, the little lights, you know, well, Antonio is going to build into it where we can click, don't feel like working today, out with the family on vacation. So that rhino leg knows, okay, she don't, Deanna don't feel like working today. So since Deanna don't feel like working today, we know we need to go full on. Everything needs to flow for the next 24 to 48 hours without any human contact. That's the part I'm looking forward to. Because I want to click a button, step away from my computer and everything still work. I wish he could build in an aspect where it answers your email, it, it checks your emails and responds to them too. If he do that, it's done. <laughs> it's a done deal. <laughs> so that's what ATS Leads is, Talisha. And again, y'all don't want to miss exploring alignment. Oh my goodness. I got a peak and it wasn't even, 
it wasn't even one percent of what he's doing but I got a peek of it and I'm excited I'm excited and Don may make a cameo I don't know because he kind of walked in on one of the recordings <laughs> he didn't know y'all he didn't know oh baby then he turned and looked at the camera it's like oh. I gotta teach my I gotta teach my baby about cameras and what to do don't look at the camera don't look directly yeah I know yes sir in marketing how many commercials do you remember listening to where they have a kid in the commercial like the kids talking or anything else so having a kid in the commercial is good yeah quite a few actually i'm a big kid look what i can't do i'm sorry this the song popped in my head when mr phil said that i can't wear big okay i had to get it out sorry <laughs> well today aligned with exploring alignment please make sure you all get your tickets i would love to see every last one of you there it's not it's not your regular conference okay it is it's not it really is not and i'm excited because i'm i'm going to be a student i love being a student i'm going to be a student so i have absolute antonio has purposefully not told me anything the things that I did see, it was like a pinch of 1% of it. And I'm excited. He secret, he he accidentally showed me something like a, a, a short outline. It wasn't a full one. It was like just the, it was the bones before the bones go on. It was the marrow. And <laughs> it was the marrow. You can send them all the questions. Oh, okay, sweet, 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 sweet. Let me go find them. Oh, this gonna be fun. This gonna be fun. Uh oh. There they go. Okay, so it's fifteen questions. Hold on, I'm about to put them in chat for y'all. It's it's fifteen questions. I hope they all fit. Oh no, they're too long. Okay, so I'm gonna do what's half of fifteen. I'm gonna do eight and then do the rest. That's too long. Okay, so I'm gonna do five. I'll do three sets of five. So here's the first five. And here is the second five. And here is the last set of five. There we go. So these are the 15 questions that the these are the 15 questions that the conference is about per se I think I don't want to lie to y'all but you don't want you don't want to miss it because imagine getting the answers to all those questions yes so I'm excited I'm super excited. You don't want to miss it. So please get your tickets. I would love to be able to have a conversation with y'all after. You're like, so what did you get? Did you, what did you learn? Wasn't it fun? Man, I didn't know. Trust me, it, please be there. You know, I'm a big kid. Kids like to share excitement with others. And it's hard to share excitement when you don't know what the excitement is about. So please come join us for the alignment conference. So today... We're we're still in we're still in 
transcending inconsistency. And we're and within that, we were talking about lessons and imperfections. So today we're talking about the path to self-discovery and spiritual alignment. Over the past seven and a half years or so, my self-discovery and spiritual alignment journey has been a crazy one. I went from not going to church to being a minister, an ordained minister. I'm still, that one's still just, I don't know what Antonio was thinking when he did that. I still don't. I still don't. I'm as hard-headed as they come, okay? Antonio tell y'all all the time trust me I, god will tell me something and i'm like no sir store said you need to be a minister that you that's what he was thinking <laughs> and it's crazy because grew up in the church i actually left the church then came across antonio got back in got back into church struggled because at this time my my spiritual journey was you need to let it go and let God and I was like but no I've been doing it for so long I got this part you supposed to do everything else then it went from that to learning about the universe and the laws of the universe and chakras and all these other practices. And then I was like, (laughs) you funny prophet. Then it went from that to, okay, so is God real? Like I've, I've went, my whole journey led me on this step to now where I'm like, God is real because God is the universe. And now my journey is do what he said, do. Trust him and let him fight your battles. You shut your mouth and do the work. But what that did more so was for me, I had to, I had to let me go. See, I couldn't build my relationship with God if I was my own God like I couldn't wait wait a minute yeah you cannot just bypass that what you just said okay one more time I, I can't build a relationship with God if I am my God you know how they say the 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 line is God, you, family, then everything else. Yeah, it was me, 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 then everything else. And that's not how you build a relationship. That's not how your self-discovery and spirituality goes. It's believing in something bigger than you, it's having the faith that no matter what everything is going to be okay. And when I had to, when I embraced the fact that, no, I am not perfect. I am not God. I am perfect in my imperfection. I am not perfect. 
and I had to I had to face me. I had to face what they what we call the shadow side of me. I had to come to terms with, okay, look, only God is perfect. Sweetie, I'm gonna need you to back up and sit your tail down somewhere and listen to what I'm telling you. You have trying to have control of things is trying to be God. And God don't even control stuff. He lets you decide what you want to do. And he's with you every step of the way. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Antonio used to tell us all the time, those who had addictions, God was, God was the arm that they were putting the drug in. He was there with them every step of the way. So what makes you, Deanna, was you there? Was you there when he created the heavens and the earth? Was you there when he separated the water from the land? Was you there when he made two of each? Was you there when he created Adam? Did you pick the rib that Eve came from? No, you were not. He made you to be a human experience for him. Not to do his job. So my spiritual journey, I had to check myself. I I had to, I used to feel like I had to be perfect in everything I did. Which perfection leads to fear of criticism. It leads to fear of failure. It leads to massive self-criticism. How many of y'all, excuse me, how many of y'all are your own worst critic? Like, can't, can't nobody talk you like you? Like, if, if, if somebody wanted to hurt your feelings, you could look at them and smile, but like, sweetie, I can do a lot worse for myself. Thank you. I appreciate you, though. I appreciate you. E- <laughs> and that's all because I was trying to be perfect. Because when you're not perfect... You're like, oh my goodness, are they going to like me? Oh my goodness, this didn't go how I planned it. And you break down because you don't have the strength and the fortitude to understand that mistakes happen. Nothing is perfect. So what I had to do is I had to realize that me striving for perfection was completely unrealistic. And it became a source of unnecessary stress and anxiety. As a mom, I was trying to be perfect. Mm-mm, nope. As a wife, perfect. Mm-mm, nope. As a friend, I don't know. I, I, as a friend, I just got to a point where it was like, hey, she's my friend. I'm just going to tell Grace. High flow out my mouth. <laughs> but then later I'll be like, man, that conversation wasn't perfect. Let me call Grace and apologize to her because that wasn't perfect. Trying to be perfect leads to so much anxiety. And in a life that is filled with inconsistency, you spend more time stressed and, and anxious than you do loving life and just enjoying it. 
when I started accepting my imperfections, when I started, I did not say I have mastered it. <laughs> when I started, go ahead, who unmuted? Me. Uh, go ahead, Mr. Phil. Well, the concept of being perfect is based on the need to be want to be right. Mm. So being perfect is being right. Being your best is willing to be wrong. So you have a need to be right all the time. That's where you strive for perfection. But if you know being your best, try something new, try something different. You know, I tease, I always want to come out with a teacher that says, hey, I'm making this up as I go along. And the back says, and so are you, so admit it. You should make that shirt. I would so it's so it's 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 a need to be right is why you strive for perfection. Thank you so much, Mr. Yeah, we've been talking about making one of those shirts and putting that on the back. So. You really should. Yeah, because really <laughs> we'll there's so, <laughs> so many people in this world. I, I was one of them. I still have my moments where I just have to be right. I just have to be right. And I'm in and, and after. I noticed how it alienated people, put a wedge between me and Antonio. You push people away. Heck, I was losing a kid. Don is eight. Me trying to be right. I'm looking at him. And the worst thing with kids is you can see their faces when their heart breaks. Oh, and it hurts so much. <laughs> And were you trying to be right with somebody who is just now discovering the world? You create a person who goes around breaking other people because they think they're right. So when you, you, you help the next generation, when you understand there is no such thing as perfect, epigenetics that boy came out trying to be perfect and right before he even took his first breath of oxygen he was still in the ambiotic fluids thinking he was right <laughs> and, and but after thank you mr phil so much because that is that that is absolutely what perfection is i'm right all the time so i'm perfect but then i started to see my mistake in always being right and I started seeing that making mistakes I started seeing and also learning I started learning first Antonio started drop started planting the seeds first and I started learning first that mistakes and experiencing fail failures they're all a part they're all a natural part of life they're part of the inconsistencies how do you learn if you don't make a mistake how can you learn anything if you're always right? So what I started to do is I slowly just started to, instead of beating myself up, and it took a lot. I still do it to today. And every now and then Antonio has to pause me and has to say, hey, no, 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 no. Receive what I just said. You're doing great. Because if I make a mistake, I resort back to the kid who got in trouble for making the mistake. I resort back to the kid who, because I didn't make straight A's and I got one B, I'm in trouble. Not acknowledging the straight A's, but only acknowledging the B. But that B is perfect in itself. 
because I did it. Mistakes and all. That B means I made mistakes. And then the next report card, I get an A. It means I learned from my mistakes. See, if we teach each other that mistake, mistakes are like report cards. Man, I got a C in, I got a C in communication this, this semester. So let me work harder so I can get a B in communication next semester. Oh, I'm communicating better. I got a B. So let me work harder so I can get an A in communication. If we look at mistakes like that, things to learn from, not things that will destroy our lives, then we will walk around with less stress. We'll be, we'll be easier on ourselves. We'll be more gentle when it comes to ourselves. And then we become and we become more vulnerable and accepting that we're not flawed, that we are flaw, flawed, that we're not flawless. Man, that F word, hold on, pop, 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 flaw. Okay, <laughs> we become more, <laughs> we become more comfortable expressing the fact that we're vulnerable and that we're flawless and that we're just like everyone else. I told y'all I'm a narcissist. So as far as I'm concerned, everybody has to love me. Everybody loves me. Like I'm, I'm so lovable. Everybody loves me. There's nothing not to love about me. I'm the greatest. But I'm also extremely flawed. And balancing, trying, knocking my narcissist off her pedal, off her pedestal, and then going through the process of saying, okay, Deanna, it's okay that you're not perfect. Deanna, it's okay that you mess up here. Deanna, it's okay. It's okay that you don't know. That was my biggest thing. It's okay that you don't know. Go ahead, Mr. Phil. Well, it even goes back to the concept of sin. Sin is an archery term, which means missing the mark. So that's all sin is. Sin is simply missing the mark. And that's what we're down here. We're down here to learn, but we're going to miss the mark from time to time to learn to be better, to adjust so we can hit the mark the next time. Nixon, Nixon, when he got on the helicopter to leave the White House for the last time, says you have to be in the lowest valley to appreciate the highest peak. Mm. So all sin is, is you're just missing the mark. Okay, Mr. Phil, why do you make things sound so easy? <laughs> Oh, I just I just missed the mark. I sinned. I missed the mark. You know, I grew up being taught if I sinned, I was going to hell, period, unless I repented. And you telling me sin is just missing the mark? Oh, God said do this, and I missed the mark. Dang it. Let me try again. Like your con your your perception changes when you think of it that way. Like, dang, I missed the mark this time. Well, let me go try again instead of, dang, I missed the mark. Well, that's it for me. Might as well just keep on missing mark. I mean, some people do think that way, by the way. Oh, I sinned once. I might as well keep on doing it anyway. I'm going to hell. Might as well. But if you see it as, dang, I missed the mark on showing grace love today. You know what? Let me go do it again. Let me try it again. Let me, let me, let me go do it better. When you look at it that way, 
as men, I missed the mark. Realize how much stress and anxiety you relieve yourself of. So if that's the case, could it be safe to say that a sin is a mistake? A lesson for you to learn from and do it better next time so you don't miss the mark? Can we say that? I'm I'm asking y'all, is that do y'all think that's something we could say? That a sin is just a mistake that where we miss the mark. And so we learn from it so we can do it again and not miss the mark this time. Yep. Thank you, Mr. Phil. Grace said you are on it today. You are talking today, Mr. Phil. You just, I told y'all, he just be dry, he dropped nuggets and he just mute his mic and lean on back. Like he didn't say anything profound. It's the hat. <laughs> It's the hat. You know what? It is the hat. I agree, Grace. It's the hat. You know, did look did then he did the little, you know, afterwards. It, it's the hat. It's the hat. It's definitely the hat. <laughs> so I want to talk to you today. I want to ask you all how has so my personal growth has allowed me. Exodus 14 14 would not exist, would not be in my existence had I not been on my journey. And I tell y'all Exodus 14, 14 all the time, because for me, it is my way of learning how to not be perfect, how to not be right all the time. Because if I let God fight my battles and I shut up and I sit down and I wait for him to call me or to tell me where to go, I'm not trying to be right. I could be in the middle of an argument and, and, and God be like, hey, hey, don't do that. I'm like, all right, I'm going to let you fight this one. <laughs> I'm going to let you fight this one. I'm going to shut up because you know I got words today, okay? And I got time. But I'm yeah. gonna, go ahead. Go ahead, Renee. Please forgive, please forgive me, you guys, for, for being for being tardy. But it's 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 yeah. Monday morning, so I'm I'm like Jesus. But I just want to say this because I know I'm late coming into the convo. But I will I will say that <laughs> the scripture that you've been that you've been talking about, I tell you, there was it was it was some years back that I had a call with my boss at the time and he was just being downright nasty to me and he was yelling at me and I was like and the words were right here the words you know what I'm saying went from there to to my lips and I was about I was I was about to open up a can and I was really about to lay in to this white man and I only say that because I, I was that mad and so but the minute that I tried I tried God was like mm -mm, no Renee and I was like damn it be like, let me just say one word just one word let me get you one word <laughs> I said come on let me lay to this dude but it but every time I tried to say something it came out mm-hmm mm-hmm and then he said, do you understand me? And I'm like, and my eyes are going probably bigger than my glasses right now. And, and but I was like, and I said, I said, you won't have, I said, you won't have any, any problems. And I was like, but I was so hot. 
that I got off the phone and I had to go outside of the guard check and I had to sit down because we had a bench outside and I had to just go and sit down. And my my partner, the girl I worked with, she knew something was wrong when she pulled up and I was still out there on the bench just chilling. But I realized that I wasn't right. As much as I wanted to, I wanted to say what I wanted to say, God had to really rise up in that situation because I know that if I would have said something I would have lost my job I probably would have lost my job that day um and of course I don't think necessarily what I would have what I would have said would have been wrong but in his ignorance he would have been like oh okay that's how she feel I'm gonna fire this girl you know what I'm saying but I'm grateful as much as I wanted to in the heat of the moment God, you know what I'm saying? God just continued to show me that that wasn't the job that I was going to be at for the rest of my life. And in that right time, I moved right on out. And it was perfect because when I moved out, whatever happened to to, to the place, that's it's, it's what happened because you know what I'm saying? There wasn't anybody there praying. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't anybody there praying for that, those people. But I'm just grateful that I didn't say anything, even though I wanted to. So if you, and as angry as I get sometimes, and I try not to get angry, but sometimes I'm like, the Kennedy, the Akron wants to, you know what I'm saying? Excuse me, in the pew wants to, you know what I'm saying? Get in there and I'll get, and I can act a, a hot mess if I choose to. But I'm just grateful on that day. I was like, I said, okay. I said, okay, success is, is going to be the best way for me to get out of here to get to where I want to be. So, yeah, that scripture is facts, but it, you'd be surprised when it arises <laughs> and you really will be like, thank God, thank God that I didn't say what I was thinking of saying or or I didn't pull up at the job and, and do, do something because I could have. I'm not I'm not a hugely tall woman, but I, I knew I could have probably taken that dude if I would. <laughs> Cause he's six something, but I'm almost six feet myself. But the the scriptures really will come to life when you when you need it to and when you are like, you know what? Cause we don't ever want to make so many decisions based on on our emotions because if we're completely emotionally driven then we could end up in a lot of sugar honey iced tea girl we'd be in the water every other week if we went by our emotions every every other day if we ain't careful so it's it's so important that we just let we just let god because we just let go and let god because if we do it we're gonna end up in that show, Orange is the New Black. Thanks for letting me share. <laughs> Let me tell you something. And I'm not going to say the show, so it could be real life. <laughs> <laughs> what just hit me was our inconsistencies. Yes. Thank you, Grace. She sure is looking tiny in that, in, that, in that little square. Go ahead, Renee. Looking tiny in your little, your little square. Yes, as, oh, thank as, you, look, guys. As Grace said, that that's exactly that's exactly what Grace said. Grace said, "Looks like she's about to fit in that medium." Come on, Renee. 
Thanks, fam. What just hit me was our inconsistencies, the inconsistencies in life show us our flaws. So being, so when we are quote unquote perfectionist and everything has to be perfect, that inconsistency pops up. It shows us, no, you're not perfect here. And we flip the hell out. That's why we have anxiety. That's why we get stressed. But if we, if we are on our personal growth journey, on our spiritual growth journey, then we understand that it's just a natural part of life. And if we pay attention to the laws of the universe, I tell you, I tell you, the laws of the universe scared the hell out of me. And let me tell you why. Because them suckers happen simultaneously. It's not one law in action at one time. No, it's every single law happening at in every second of every day. And that scares the hell out of me because... When I think I got one down, here come 50 other ones saying, oh yeah, you got that, but you forgot about us. So the great, so what I have learned when it comes to the laws of the universe, when it comes to me and my growth and my journey and inconsistency, I worry about my own self. The little, I don't know if y'all saw that video, but the little girl putting on her seatbelt, her dad was like, hey, you need some help? She's like, no, I got it. He like, you sure? She looked at him with all the confidence in her face. She said, what about yourself? And she looked like she was no more than maybe like three years old. And she repeated it to him so he could understand. What about yourself? One of my favorite videos. See? What about yourself? That little girl, I mean, that... When I worry about how dirty my house is, I'm not focused on how dirty your house is. When I focus on me and sweeping the dust out of the corners in my house, and I let God fight my battles for me, those laws they're not so scary anymore. But if I'm focused on what you're doing, I'm trying to be right all the time. You're wrong all the time. Guess what those laws are doing to me? They are beating my ass. And I'm tired, okay? I, my, I, y'all, I ran into my grandmother at, the, the, at Walmart. And I was talking to her and I told her how I've been telling y'all about her and the story that her mom told her about if you were, if you focus on how dirty your house is, you know, she said, yeah, she said, I got another one for you. She said, I was listening to these two people talking and they were, they were two gentlemen of the, they were two gentlemen, two gay gentlemen, and they were talking. And one of them was like, girl, one of them was like, girl, let me tell you, I was talking to Rosa the other day and I, I had to take her, her nose back. It's like, what you mean take her nose? Like, yeah, I found her nose. What, what did you find her nose? In my business? Yes. <laughs> so y'all, 
instead of people bringing me my nose, I just keep it on my face. I keep my nose out their business and in my own, okay? Let me tell you. And when you focus on you, you have enough to keep you occupied, not to worry about what somebody else is doing. When you focus on your flaws, you can't see nobody else's. There's no such thing as perfection when you look at yourself in the mirror every day. I can't worry about what Grace is doing if I'm sitting over here working out my own stuff. At your age, not your shoe size. Thank you. Thank you. At your age, I am 40. I don't need to be acting like I'm seven. That's a big, that's a big age gap. Okay. But sometimes acting like I'm, but you know what? Hold on, Renee. I got a counter for you. Maybe you should act your shoe size and not your age because you're supposed to go to him as a child. So if you keep the mentality of a child, you know, things aren't perfect. You're always learning and you're, excuse me, and you're always growing. Mind your business. (laughs) <laughs> because you guys I, I wear a 12 so if I act like I'm 12 and I still kind of do though you know what I'm saying act like, like I'm 12 you're supposed to in some, in some ways I do that's why that's why it, it hurt my feelings when when Jamie was watching Power Rangers and he wouldn't he he wouldn't say for me it's morphing time I was really upset about that it's not I mean, I'm just saying not watch Power Rangers, and when it's time to change, they it's more from the, you cannot do that. I, I asked him to say it again for my for my TikTok, and he said no. And then he says I got a headache, and I said that's not right. It's, it, you're supposed to say it's morphing time again. And anyway, R.I.P. Tommy. He's my favorite. Yeah. and the Yellow Ranger trainee. She died years back. See, hello. Wait a minute. That was just a shocker. I'm sorry. I hate to all be the Power one. Ranger people. To all my Power Ranger people. RIP. Mm. But think about it though. Kids, they ain't worried about nothing. They're not trying to be perfect. They're not, they're not in your business. The the reason the way kids learn how to be in our business is by watching us. They listen to us gossip about other people. They watch how we act when we in other people's houses. They watch how we, one moment, we best friends with somebody. And the moment we get in the car, we talking about how dirty their house is, how their kids ain't all in order, how, how this and this and that and that. That's how kids learn. But and until then, they're always forgiving. Yes, they are. Always. And they're always ready and willing to give you a hug. Always. Always. You know, Pinky. Go ahead. There, because we had my two-year-old. I told you about my two-year-old great nephew. Yeah. He called his mom a female doll. And she act like she was shocked. And I'm like, he's two. Where he's going to get that at? He's around you 24-7. You have a foul mouth. Everything come out your mouth is foul. Not hep- not on gingivitis or hepatitis, but just 
just foulness. <laughs> just foulness, and that's all he got is foulness. I wish I could take him and just bring him back like five or six. She wouldn't have no problem with him. But yeah, it's it's what when I was growing up, we did not stay in where the kind of kids were, where the adults were at. It was in the basement or outside. Yep. You stayed out of grown folk business. You wasn't seen nor heard. And the only time you stayed inside was when it was raining outside, depending on who your peoples was. Because uh, this one, I played in rain. I was just told, don't get sick. Tuh, that's uh, that's the only thing. Okay, then I know when I get in the house, draw off, change clothes, so I don't get sick. But kid, if we just go, if we just have a child's mind when it comes to our approach to the world and ourselves, because children are extremely forgiving, like Miss Sandra said, they children forgive so easily. I kind of almost envy, kind of almost, because because they forgive and they move on so fast. And it's like, if I could just forgive and just move on so fast, life would be the greatest thing, the greatest experience. If we walk this journey with a child's mentality, do you realize how bright our lights would shine? The humor consultants have been where they are as long as I've been alive. Because if you pay attention to Mr. Phil and Miss Susan, they are big kids. Now, Miss Susan is the older big kid. <laughs> but she's a big kid nonetheless. <laughs> she's the one that's like, no, Phil, don't do that. <laughs> and he's like, but why? <laughs> but it's, but just look at the light that they shine. Because they stayed big kids, they shed that light and they changed lives. We saw the 20th anniversary. And Miss Susan, I look, y'all don't sleep on Miss Susan. Don't sleep on her. She done said some stuff to me. I was like, wait a minute, Miss Susan, hold on. <laughs> But it's because they keep, they, they don't act like children. They have the mind of a child. So they stay happy. They stay forgiving. They stay learning and growing. Mr. Phil presents us with a different book almost every week. Y'all want to know why? Because children love to learn. And then they love to share what they learned. So can you imagine if all of us adults walked around here like big kids, learning something new every day and sharing what we learn instead of judging each other and being all in each other's business, how much better this world would be? We wouldn't worry about being perfect. Inconsistency, oh, I had that for breakfast. So I want to ask all of Diana, you. Yes, ma'am. It just brought something like right to my mind. 
about a teacher I had. And he was kind of, I don't know, I thought he was kind of mean. And so I was very quiet in the class because one time he corrected me mm. uh, with a math thing that I didn't understand in a, in a negative way. So I just was quiet. And one time he called me in and he said, hey, Bolt, come in here. I want to talk to you. And, I'm, and I'm, he said, how come you're always so quiet in class, but you have one of the loudest mouths out there in the hall? Uh, so I'm like, well, it kind of goes back to you, sir. <laughs> and I told him how he made me feel. You reminded me, Miss Susan, I was that kid. I was quiet in the classroom, but you could hear me too. You could hear me like all the way down the hall and around the corner. I'm getting to my class and my teacher's like, I thought I heard you. <laughs> my best friend in high school was um, really funny too. And, you know, I spent the night at her place a lot and we would be laughing all night and we still talk on the phone. All we do is laugh the whole time so it's always refreshing when I talk with her because I really get to totally be me and just let it go you know no I do somebody has to be serious we are serious about humor somebody has to be serious in our from time to time and humor consultants <laughs> but no I love it I love it it's just being a kid if to me it all this is me this is what I discovered with me if you just be a kid kids understand that nothing is perfect kids forgive each other without conversation kids love unconditionally and they're so close to God and the universe that they can feel when you need a hug and not even be in the same city as you. That will battle, that will help you battle inconsistency every day of the week. Kids get hit, they fall. Antonio even gave us a gave us a scenario of a kid learning how to walk. The inconsistency for the kid is walking. Like, hey, I'm, I've never done this before. But what do they do? They pull themselves up. They get the balance. They see a target. They set out for that target. They fall in the middle, but they get right back up. And they keep going to the target. And then when they hit the target, everybody around them goes, yay. So they're sitting here like, yay. I actually, I, I saw, I pulled up some old photos of Don to show him how he looked as a kid. And I had the video of him walking. He did that very thing. He set a point. He walked. He kind of stumbled a little bit. So he paused. He rocked a little bit, caught his balance. And kept on going. And the moment he got to his spot, he turned around and looked at us and we all went, and he was like, yay. All a kid 
is doing is battling the inconsistencies that come their way. First, they have to try to first, first off, they got to breathe oxygen. That's the inconsistency off top. What we do on a daily basis is an inconsistency for them. But they master it. Then they master telling you they're hungry. It's an inconsistency for them because they've never felt that hunger. Not outside of you. Then it's the inconsistency of, wait a minute, what is this I'm feeling between my legs? This is moisture. I'm not used to this. Hey, mom, dad, I need you to come get this off of me. I don't know what this is. I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. That's the inconsistency for them. But they get through it. Then it's laying on their stomach and holding their heads up. Every part of every muscle in them is weak. Everything they do is an inconsistency for them because they're used to just growing and being curled up and sucking their thumbs and whatever else babies do in the womb. I only tell y'all what I've saw what I've seen for myself. So everything to them is they come into life with inconsistencies. They don't complain. They learn from them and they grow from them. So at what point do we consider inconsistencies bad? We're taught that. But if we keep the mentality of a child, when it comes to how a child loves and learns, there's nothing we can't do. Perfection? Eh, I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about if I get to make mud pies today. That's what my spiritual and self-growth journey has taught me. So now I'm going to present this question to you. Because each and every one of you have been on your own self-growth discovery journey and your own spiritual journey. So my spiritual journey has taught me to worry about myself. My spiritual and self-growth journey has taught me to worry about myself. Nothing is perfect. And to be have a kid's mentality when it comes to life. What has your spiritual journey and self-growth journey taught you? And the floor is open. I, I'm ready. I want to hear this. I want to go. Um, one thing my, my journey has, has taught me is that it's, there's nothing wrong at all with the way, with the way that I look. I've been, I've been, I, I listened to that for years. There's nothing wrong with the way I look. I'm absolutely gorgeous. I am Renee. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't have to allow um, people to try to tell me like, oh, like, you know, you know, I cute, you know, I'm like, I am wonderful just as I am. Even if I never lose another pound, even if I gain a pound, I'm still perfectly wonderful just the way I am. And I learned that I don't have to be shy about um, about the different things, the different obstacles that I have that I've been through. It's okay for me to um, 
to tell to tell to tell those things because it is what made me me it's um yeah you know I think one of the first things I heard was Antonio saying that everything everything is perfect you know and I was and I really didn't believe him <laughs> for a while until like you know what everything really really is it's it's yeah I kind of I I, I kind of hit some licks um growing up and I'm still I'm still experienced some of course as an adult but it's it's only helped me to realize what was <laughs> there goes that shirt down <laughs> what was in me all all along so I am yeah it's been a winding road but I finally came back to Renee so that's been the biggest thing that I, I learned I'm like hey I don't have to necessarily always be made up all the time I just have to be authentic I just gotta be Renee so yeah that's what I'm learning Thank you so much for sharing, Renee. Thank you so much. Tracy put in the chat, once kids start school is when they start worrying about being inconsistent. They start getting judged by other kids and some adults for their inconsistency. Facts. And that sucks because they're only learning what we taught them. When I say we, I mean adults. They're only learning what adults taught them. Like Don, he had a couple, he just out the blue because he's been saying it, but just a, a couple of days ago, out the blue, he said, Mommy, I'm really nervous about going to the second grade. And he's like, I don't think I'm smart enough. I was like, Baby, you're a genius. You got this. You're just learning something new. That's all. And then he was like, Well, I know I'm smart enough. I guess I'm just a little nervous. I say you're a little nervous. You know, you're starting a new, you're starting a new grade, meeting a new teacher, meeting, you know, new classmates. He's like, yeah, that's it. That's it. So I love the fact that he said, well, I know I'm smart enough. And so what I did was I related to him and I told him, I said, mommy felt the same way. I was always nervous. I said, you're just a little nervous and anxious. He said, yeah, that's what it is. This is my eight-year-old. You know, going to high school was dreadful for me. Especially when you go to high school with family that's been in district for a little longer than you because then your aunts and your uncles learn to teach us and then they start having conversations about you. It's like, wait, that's not my mama. Why are you talking to her? So now you're getting judged by your auntie, your uncles. <laughs> But that's what we do to our kids. And that's what happens to us. That's why we are perfectionists. That's why we don't talk about the imperfections. That's why we don't talk about the flaws because we've been taught, don't worry about your flaws. Talk about your own flaws. Don't worry about your flaws. Talk about Renee's flaws. Because if I'm talking about y'all flaws, I can't see mine. I can't focus on mine. But on this spiritual journey, I can't do and be the best me. Word about y'all. I 
I can't help Renee clean her house only to come home to a dirty house myself. But then I don't invite nobody over because I don't want nobody to see my house dirty. So I'm always going to other people's houses. Therefore, I'm never at home to clean my own house. So I decided to stay at my own house, clean my own house so that I have room to invite others into my house. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's okay. Your house dirty. You need somewhere to go. I got you. Come on. Because I've been in my house all day cleaning. I know what my house looks like. When you worry about yourself, you have more compassion, not only for yourself, but for others, because you understand. So somebody else's when, when somebody else hits an inconsistency in their life, because you've been there and you've done that, you can be there for them and help them see, hey, you okay? You got a little dust in your corner. That's okay. Everybody got dust in their corner. You want to come to my house and see my dust? Come on. I, I'll help you. I got the same dust in my corner that you got in your corner. It's an inconsistency in both of our homes, and it is okay. So who else? Who else's self, self-growth and spiritual journey, how has that changed how has that helped you with your inconsistency and how has it helped you move past perfection? How has your personal growth and spiritual journey changed your life, basically? How has it changed your life? The floor is open. Go ahead, Talisha. Okay. Um, for me, yeah, I'm okay with that test. But for me, um, I've I've seen a lot of personal growth. One, getting closer to God, throwing temper tantrums, honestly, like at Him half of the time. Uh, like today, I was having a, a temper tantrum. So I, I was reading one of the scriptures, and in the midst of it, I was just like, God. I didn't want to admit it. It's been a long time admitting it, but I was like, I don't really trust you. And then in the midst of, like before I got on this call, I was doing my meditation. I was just like, I'm going to be late. I know Antonio, I'm going to hear Antonio. You're not on time. Da, da, da. 
But I was just like, I got to finish this meditation. In the midst of the meditation, I was just like, yes, I, I can finally say it. I don't trust God. And, but it's like, I have no other choice but to trust him in this situation that I'm in. It was just like, he's making me. It's like, you're going to trust me. <laughs> I'm, I, I have your back. You're going to find out. You're going to find out today. <laughs> Um, so it's just like, why am I, I'm giving, I'm just like me saying that is like, I'm giving, I'm making, I'm putting God through hoops to gain his trust and it should be the other way around, you know? And it's just like, so you did that in your marriage. You've done that. The people you just like, it just started making me really be like, Felicia, you're a hard cookie to crack. No, a rock to crack. <laughs> So it was just like, Tisha, you got to do better and open up your heart. But it all boils down to, I do remember at one point, I never took on consideration of where it stemmed from. The lady that raised me, it was just like, I think she did a good job. She did what she could, what she had. However, I felt like my life was in fear in her presence. Like, And so if the person that raised me couldn't do it right, then... What makes me think that God can do any better? You know, and so that was just like a hard, honest truth. And they came to me then, I was like, oh, wow. But he has been showing me through all the situations I've been through, y'all. The stuff that I've been through, the, the people, you just be like, wow, did that really happen? Like some of the stuff, like the end of the last thing I told you, some things you just be like, is she telling the truth? Like, did, did that really happen? It's like a, my life is a movie, which is all of our lives is basically like a movie. Um, and I was like, this this needs to be said or going into corporate world and noticing how certain people act like college, like high school kids. And you're like, am I in a playground full of kids? Like, but the wrong kids, not the ones that are playful, kind-hearted, loving, have your best interests at heart. It's the ones that let me cut your throat throw you under the bus and be the mean girl, that type of thing. And so God has shown me, Tisha, this is, I'm showing you this and it's for a bigger purpose. And it can play a part of my business. It can play a part of the book that I plan on writing. One of the books, uh, it's, still, it's still in writing. Like every life thing that I go through, I go and write it down because it's gonna be a part of the book. And God blessing me this, what, the last two days, I have been helping someone with their uh, event. And oh God, Antonio and, and Deanna, y'all thought y'all put me through something. Um, on when I went to get uh Galveston with y'all, this was this don't even top it. This, I worked my butt off with this this lady, and it came out beautiful. The the event came out beautiful. The person that saw the event, they cried as soon as they opened, they went into the the thing. However, I'm just saying this to say that I met two young girls who was also helping. One was in high school and one was going to college this year. One has been homeschooled for five years. So she's nervous on going to, to ninth grade this year. And then the other one, she's just now becoming uh, to be in college. So however, they were sharing their story to me. And I was just like, God, at this moment, you brought these two girls to me because of what I teach and what their brains. And the girls were like vulnerable. They had no problem with sharing. Like we literally sat down in Chick-fil-A on our break. And they told me their whole life story. And within an hour, 
And these girls were so, they, they, they told me, they was just like, because they practiced the Torah and all of that. I, as a young age, I, I was just shocked that they were into that. And she was just like, we saw, the first time we saw you, we saw a good spirit. They, they said they saw, they didn't feel negative when they saw me. They said that my energy was different. And so that's why when we sat down, they were able to sit down and tell me some painful stuff that they went through in life. Um, so I feel like, and uh, Deanna, when I said, remember the time we were talking on my way home and you were like, so what is the, what is God telling you to do? What is, you know, what's the lesson you're supposed to learn out of this? And then ask the universe, what's your next step? And then when it came to me, right when you spoke it, and then I see these girls, the words, like every time, how can I say, every time something happened, those words come back to me of what we saw. So um, the power that I have, that I, I have not consumed myself with or understood my power, shows up every day with different people, if that makes sense. And then it was funny because Antonio texted me yesterday. He said something about uh, you have great power or something like that. And I was just like, it showed up again. You know, so it's just like, I need to understand that power that I possess and use it for my good. So God has definitely been working with me on loving me, trusting me, and believe my abilities can help others. And my born, my born ability, I honestly believe, it is what gets me into different doors because things that are not willing to be talked about, I'm able to say and open other conversations for others. So he's, he's working with me. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. I and I am so proud of you for saying what you said. I don't think I trust God. I don't trust God. I'm proud of you for saying that. Do you know how many people would not have let those words leave their lips? Or how many people would have been like, oh my God, she just said that she doesn't trust God. Do you know you? I am so proud of you. And I want you to give yourself some credit because you trusted him enough that when the situation happened the the situation that we you we was on the phone about happened you were still calm enough to pay attention to him talking to you in the midst of a storm so i'm proud of you and you've been listening to him since which shows that while you don't trust him you do so i'm proud of you because that what you did to trust the fact that you didn't go back out and look for another job that that was trust he told you what to do and you had to trust him and do what he said so i'm proud of you for admitting you didn't trust him and then for trusting him. <laughs> so proud of you and thank you thank you for tra your transparency and sharing that with us because you. you didn't have to go ahead mr field may i connote you a little bit and i've said this before sure so this is just a friendly reminder have you ever heard the saying pride cometh before the fall I haven't heard it's that. Insane. Have you ever heard that pride is one of the seven cardinal sins? No, but I believe it is. <laughs> well, and I'm 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 coaching Deanna. I'm not coaching you. Oh, because oh, Deanna, okay. how many times? 
how many times did you use the word pride or proud? Oh, I, I use it quite often. So yeah. I was struggling with that, you know, because my kids are tremendous and Susan's amazing. So if I'm not proud, what's the right vibe that I, what's the vibration I want to create? And I thought, I thought, I thought, and I came up with inspires or inspired. So you're not proud of Don, you're inspired by Don. And I think that better communicates what you're trying to put across. So you're not proud of Talisa, you're inspired by her. There we go. So in the future, when you're tempted to use the word pride or proud, do inspires or inspired. Thank you. I am inspired. Just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you very much. Because you have you have connoched on that before. You've connoched on that before. So yes, Talisha, I am inspired by you. Thank you very much. So inspired. So who, who else would like to share? I'm, I'm loving this. I'm loving this because we are all individual human experiences of God. So it's wonderful to hear how another experience is doing. So who else would like to share? How has your self Go ahead, whoever unmuted the mic. The I, I, I just wanted to say that, um, have you ever heard when they say, don't sweat the small stuff? And it's all, and at the end of the day, it's all small stuff. So you have to just get, um, you know, your priorities in order. And the little stuff that people say and do really don't matter in the big scheme of things. So you just let it go and you keep moving. You know, because I've learned that, you know, in my years of being here, because people always have something negative to say. They can't help themselves. So, you know, you just write it off, you know, that you, you light skin with long hair. They don't like you. But all my friends are dark skinned. So what's the problem? You know, I, I, I had no choice in being light skinned with long hair. This is just the way I was born. So you don't like me because of that. So I just like, you know, I just wrote them off. It's okay. I am who I am, you know? You're dark for a reason. That's who you are. There's nothing wrong with being dark and have short hair. You know, it's nothing wrong with that, but people say th different things to you and you take it by heart. My mom used to say, don't carry your feelings on your shoulder because somebody will knock them off. And I didn't really understand it when I was growing up. But you know, people would say things and I would cry and stuff. And she was like, you can't wear your feelings on your shoulder because somebody will knock them off. So at one point it made me hard that I don't care what none of y'all say, blah, blah, blah. But then I had to kind of, you know, bring that down because then that's making me mean, you know? So I had to like stop that and say, okay, it's okay, it's that's what they think, but I know who I am. And so you have to you have to know who you are. And if things, if people say things and do things, you just say, they, they just haven't came into their self yet. And they're, they will come in, but sometimes, it takes people longer than others. So you just have to say, okay, they'll be okay and pray for them and keep it moving because evidently they don't know what they're doing or saying. 
you know, so you have to let it go. So that's all I got to say. Ashe, thank you for sharing, Ms. Brenda. Thank you very much. And she has a point, you know, people. Unfortunately, we don't know what we're doing to kids directly and indirectly. So when they become adults, they suck. And that's one of the things that I've learned. So what Ms. Brenda just said about they're doing the best they can with what they have. Yeah, because whoever raised them was growing up at the same time. So they learning together. <laughs> Go ahead, Tracy. Our school starts back this week too. Good morning. Yes, it does. Students come back Wednesday. I'm so glad I'm able to be on this morning. Um, so with that being said, I know you're at, you were talking about how has, um, like, how have we grown and things like that? Now, I just want to ask, I want to add and ask you all a question. So last week, we started back teacher professional development, and we were, you know, in meetings and things like that all week. So for those that don't know, this is what teachers do. And for those that do not know, like, I guess I have to remember that teachers are people too. And sometimes we have teachers that are, let me see. I don't want to use the word petty, but let me let me say it like this. So right, I yeah. feel like over the summer. OK, rewind. Ms. Brenda, I'm so glad that you said that because I needed to hear that. I needed to be reminded not to wear my feelings on my shoulders, because over the summer I prepared this curriculum to present to the school and to present to um, my fellow team members so that we can teach this social and emotional learning to the students on a different level. And so when I went back last week, I, I was able to present my curriculum to them and I was able to you know, show them everything that I did. Like I created the, the lessons, I created the scripts for the teachers, I created the activities, the worksheets, the formative assessments, like everything that you need to all. teach yeah, like for real. I, I, and and it's like to to assert. It's it's funny because the teachers that I didn't think would be supportive, that were like new, that really didn't know me, I would think that they would be like, "Oh no, we're not going to do all that." But the they were the ones that said, "Oh, this is good. I like this. I'm going to use this. Um, thank you." And then the ones that were closest to me that I've been working with on this team now for about five years they were like well you know we like the the old way the old way the district has already told us we can't use it anymore because it costs like fifteen thousand dollars for them to pay for it which is the reason why I said well hey I can create a curriculum and I can sell my curriculum and y'all can go and give me that money that was my thoughts right <laughs> but I really, last week, I felt some kind of way because the people who I thought were going to be in it, it's ironic because it's just like what we've been talking about when it comes to our business. 
how a lot of times the people closest to us don't support us and the people that we don't even know will be like all down and in and, and liking your what you have and that actually happened in school last week and so i had to be reminded that <clears throat> even if they don't support me. I should still keep pushing. But then what happened with that is that they actually started being, let me say it like this, like they're very judgmental. I'm, I'm, I'm noticing how judgmental people are. And I don't judge. I'm like, when we have a topic, I'm in the middle. I'm kind of unbiased. I'm like, let's look at both perspectives. But when I was doing that last week, I was kind of getting the feeling of like, it was kind of like, oh, Armstrong think, you know, she all that, or Armstrong. So like when people talking about people, I'll be like, you know, hey, you never know what they're going through. And then I'll just go to my classroom. And so what Brenda, what Brenda just said made me think about that because now I'm getting the... <laughs> it's like... I feel like I, my my room is like down the hall in a corner. And a lot of times I just stay in my corner because I'm not a part of the, the talking about people. I'm not a part of the messiness. I'm not a part of that where the students come in and, and you got to be mean to them. I'm that teacher that's trying to be welcoming and make them feel good. Like, you know, what we what I've just put in the, the chat about how when kids get to school is when they start feeling a certain way. I want me, I want my character to show them that it doesn't have to be like that at school. But then when I'm around these other teachers, it's like teachers are really like that. And so now I'm feeling like I'm feel like I'm being excluded. And it's kind of like, oh, you know, don't go talk to Armstrong because she always gonna try to make something positive. So the question that I have, I wanted to share that my growth has been observing people more and being able to discern people's spirits better over this journey that I've been going through. But now I'm trying to figure out how to do the rest of this. Like literally students haven't even came. This was literally the first week of teachers being back together. And that's the overall feeling. And so I'm just reminded now not to wear my feelings on my shoulders, but at the same time, I want to create a culture within the school where people, where the teachers can work together and, 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 you know, and, and feel good about being there. And that's not happening. Any suggestions? <laughs> Um, I'm gonna let Mr. Peel go. Yeah, I'm gonna let Mr. Peel go. <laughs> go ahead, Mr. Peel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've said this many times, so I'll just repeat it. High-performing people love to be around high-performing people. Second-rate people like to be around third-rate people because they go, "I'm not as bad as they are," and they feel very uncomfortable being around high-performing people. So you're going to get people, and when you're out front, the only thing they can see is you're behind. And I hope that's not your best side. So two things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to have those people. But number two, don't focus on them because you'll create it bigger in your mind than reality. So it's a, it's a, it's a balance you got to walk. Yeah, they're going to be there. There's nothing you can do to change them. They don't feel good about themselves. They're, they're not going to feel good about anybody else. And they just want to put down people down and they want to be better than you by putting you down. But that's not the kind of person you're going to 
attract. You want to attract first-rate people. And by being a first-rate person, that's what you do. You're amazing, Tracy. You're, you're, you're incredible. I mean, when I think that what we've been through and talking to you and you're first starting in the hospital bed and you're making decisions and you're, you're incredible. I mean, if anybody tells you that, you shouldn't tell you that. You got to remind yourself how incredible you are. Because then you don't need to worry about all the crap. Not that I say Thank you don't you look good from behind. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Phil. I need. Thank you. I got to remind myself I'm incredible. Thank you. All right, I got a comment. Go ahead. Um, what runs through my mind, Tracy, as you as you were sharing your story, is remember this: you took the time to create that curriculum. In my humble opinion to improve, improve the environment for you and the teachers, as well as the students. Please don't forget why you did what you did, regardless of their response and regardless of their reaction. And even as you go through the school year, remember, why did I take the time to expend all of this energy to put this together? I did it for a good reason and I did it for a good cause. And let that be your fuel and let that be your energy regardless of their responses and regardless of what goes on. And that's what'll keep you going because as you said, you ain't getting it from them. <laughs> and you know the students, they can they can be live. So you gotta find a way to get what you need so you can be there every day, giving your best and you always bring your best and not let what they say and what they do in response to what you did hinder you or have you step back from it. Because what you've done and what you're trying to do I think it's fantastic. It's tremendous. And, and people like you need to keep fighting for that because if you don't do it, Tracy, who is? And the, and the scripture that comes to my mind as, as you were talking is, to whom much is given is much required and to whom men have committed much of him they will ask the more. More is gonna be required of you because you can give more and you can give what others can, but you're gonna pay a price for that. And I just say, hang in there, girl, and I'm gonna keep you in my prayers. And, and on top of that, you just created the first draft of what you're gonna be marketing once you become an independent contractor. That part. All right, I gotta that, join this party. Come on, yeah, oh, I, gotta, I gotta join this party. Here, here's what the beauty of this is. We're looking behind us and what everybody else is thinking and doing and saying. Look forward to the gift that you just created. And here's the thing, implement it in your class and let the school watch your children be different and wanna know what the heck is going on in that classroom. Because when you start getting acknowledgement, and even if you don't, you know what you've done and those babies and their parents know what they've done, you won already. Don't worry about what's behind you. You got this. I'm so stupid proud of you right now. And you cannot let somebody else's ignorance impact your joy. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. And most Thank people you. and most people don't think about you as much as you think they think about you. Can I say something? In, yes, in, the, in the, these three. <laughs> peace that she's getting back. <laughs> 
I want to say this, and and I'm at work. I hope the noise is not too overwhelming, but I had to get in here and say this. Tracy, remembering that you are the power that people are looking to. That's one. Two, that you are the reason why children are looking to do whatever they need to do, do whatever they believe they can do, do whatever they think they can do and have a mantra in their minds to do. Three, you are the reason why these other aspects are coming to you. Remember, regardless of what's being said about what you attract, truth be told, when you're doing good, it attracts things that's, that's coming to knock you off your, your level of whatever you're going to do or whatever you're attempting to do. Because if you're positive, negative is definitely going to come to try to tell you to be negative with us instead of being the positive that you are. So I want you to remember that. And two, I mean, to add to that, remember that your positive is what can deflect whatever those negatives are that are coming to you to knock you off. Because regardless of what's coming, you still have a choice that is set before you. Now choose life. Just saying. And I love you. I, you you're amazing to me. Hey, uh, thank you. I like, oh, go ahead. No, Trace, I just wanted to add to that. Uh, remember that you have the gift that only you can give. It is unique and powerful, and the world needs it. Oh. Miss Miss Tracy, is this is this your last year of teaching? Well, my thoughts were this is my ninth year, so I was like, well, since I'm doing nine, I might as well do ten. So I was thinking this year, and then next year, which will be ten years. Which by then, I feel like my professional speaking should be able to take over my salary now. The thing is, guys, and I know it's for the students, when I created this curriculum, my original thoughts were for the teachers. Like, ultimately, it gonna, it's going to go down to the students. But I was like, if we can get all, if we can get more teachers implementing more activities, implementing more of these skills, then we can, we can touch and have a greater impact. And so that's why I'm like, okay, I got to reshape my focus because that was the original intent. It wasn't focused directly on the students. It was focused on helping teachers have and make it easier for the teachers. Because for me, when I did it, I thought about all the things that I hated about being a teacher, creating lesson plans, trying to find activities to do, trying to find worksheets that were not too easy, but not too hard. Trying to find videos to line up with your lesson. It's a lot that teachers have to do to come up with one day of instruction. And I was like, if I can do this for the teachers, 
that's going to help them. And at the same time, it's going to reflect and help the students. And so like what you all said, there's going to, that was so, I had to be reminded that there's going to be resistance. I love the way you said that, Miss Sandra, because when I put out the positive energy, the negative is going to come back. That is the way the universe works. And there were some teachers that were for it and they were down and there was some that was not. But I have to remember that is the way life is going to be. But then, Ms. Adonia, I love, thank you for that because when I do whatever I do in my class, because I wanted more people to do it so that I could have more data results because a lot of education is driven on data. And if I don't, if I just have my class say, and then I have them doing surveys you know, the beginning, the middle of the end of the year, they can be able to see the growth socially and emotionally. But if I have more teachers saying, hey, yeah, my students grew too, then I believe the curriculum will be able to be driven more and I could use it to go to other districts to try to promote it. But that's what I end up telling myself the first day. I said, you know what, if my district doesn't take it and run with it. It's okay. There's hundreds of other districts out there or, you know, in businesses and organizations that can use the same curriculum. And I'm also going to take it like some, one of y'all said that it's like, it's the rough drive, which is true because I'm going to use this same curriculum and gear it towards adults for my online course. So thank you guys. Glad I was able to come on. Appreciate y'all so much. Tracy. Tracy. Yes. I just, ooh, I just want to be with you and hug you right now because you you don't even realize the power of what you're doing yet because because you're responding or reacting to what's not happening. It's just not happening yet. Do you know the, the best crowd that I can think of that you have? How many of these college kids are in school wanting to be teachers? They need you to say it's not easy, but let me find you or give you or support you or, or whatever with, with this curriculum to show you some of the challenges in my nine, 10 years that I had, you know, so I can take care of my students and learn to be a good teacher. You don't, you don't, you're not even, you haven't even got started yet. Wait, you just wait. You're going to be overwhelmed by how good it is you watch. Trust, trust and believe, trust and believe because you did it for the right reason. Mr. Don, you gave me chills. Listen, and I was going to say, okay, so it's your ninth year. You said you're going to wait till year 10. Cool. When I knew I was getting ready to go and I would come to the office and be telling Deanna and Antonio what would happen at school and while I was, was getting on my nerves and this and that, he was like, girl, what is you stressed out for? This is your farewell tour. If you don't calm down, this is your farewell tour. Whatever happens, you'd be like, you know what? Okay. You ain't want to do your homework? Not, okay. All right. You ain't want to study? Okay. All right. Y'all don't want to just curriculum? Not a problem. It, it's your farewell tour, okay? Even if it's two years in advance, it's your farewell tour, to, uh, Tracy. You don't let nothing bother you in these last two years. I get it. It's easier said than done, but it is. Once you really stop and think about it, I was like, you know what? He's sure all right. And once I calm down, all right. You, you're right. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. No, don't worry about it. I'll go do this curriculum. And like everybody been telling you, Mrs. Doya, hey, I'll do the curriculum. When people will see what I'm doing, they will notice. And then your admins will notice. Oh, okay, what's she doing over here? Let me see. Yeah. So just, yeah, let, just let it ride. Let it ride, Tracy. And Grace, you're still teaching. 
Hello. <laughs> just got it in class. <laughs> And uh, Antonio said, the reason why they acting how they acting, Tracy, is because you're supposed to stay in your place. How dare you be better than your colleagues who know better than you? Uh, okay, okay, wait a minute. First of all, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, let me tell y'all. Okay, I don't know what's the deal with him. And Okay, because let me tell you. That's the same thing that Jamal told me when I told him what was going on. Cause y'all know I tell him everything. And literally that he was like, well, that's because your colleagues are looking at you like, how dare, <laughs> yes, he, they were, that's what he said. He was like, how dare you go and do all of this stuff over the summer? You created a whole curriculum. You ain't supposed to be doing that. You supposed to be doing the same thing we doing during the summer. And you coming and bringing all of this to us, like, how dare you? And I was like, man, you know, they don't look at it like that. But it's like, wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. And along with what Mr. Donya said, Uncle Romy Rome said, Mr. Phil said, what everybody said, do Tracy, do you realize that you don't have to teach students anymore you can get out the classroom and teach the teachers and yes sell that curriculum and sell that curriculum and then you and you're you're touching more students by teaching the teachers how to be emotional intel emotionally intelligent because they're going to pass that on to their students they're going to be memorable to their students and change their students lives exactly that's my goal can i ask that the district by seeing your what you're doing they may add that curriculum and say that this may be mandatory for them you know for teachers to implement in their uh curriculum it's coming because i'm telling you when they see how good it is she's not gonna have to beg for it they're gonna say give me give me girl if you don't i'm coming i'm upset in your classroom i'm coming And you saving the money too? You saving the money because it's cheaper? Hello. She's saving money and time. Teachers, are, oh, people don't give our teachers enough credit. Their lives don't stop when the classroom bell rings. They got to think of what's going to happen tomorrow, next week, the tests that they have to take, which child is having issues that come to school, don't want to learn, giving them hell. And then they got home and deal with their own households and stuff. She, she, it's a diamond. It is a diamond in the rough. Keep polishing it, girl. It's going to shine. And play around with and Don't it. charge less. Don't charge less. Keep your fees up there. Don't make it cheaper. Come make on, it man. better. What's going to happen at the end of this year? They're going to go, boy, Tracy's kids are different. wonder what she's doing. They're just different. They just different. Look, and then Antonio said, they don't like you behaving like a superintendent. They like you being a teacher. You better talk. You are, you came in implementing stuff to change the lives of the kids. Now, somebody, I forgot who he is. He already turning the library into like an indoor prison for the, the okay, let me, I'm sorry. Oh mm-hmm. no, that's that's fact. It's in HISD. Yeah, they got rid of all of the the librarians. 
And they turn the libraries into behavioral centers for the students who don't act right in class. For those that's not in Houston. <laughs> and, and guess guess which schools, which guess which type of schools those are for? Not, yeah, not the ones with the kids that look like Mr. Peel. It's not. Mm -mm. So the last thing they want is to have to deal with those kids. And what Tracy is implementing is them having to deal with them kids. That's pretty much what it is. That's the Tracy, last thing you got to remember, you start off with, and I have this problem too, you're just too good looking. So already they're going to, they're already putting a check next to you. I, I know, I, I, I know that problem. How old is the feel? You, Tracy? You, you, you're doing too much, Tracy. You look good. You act like you know what you're doing. And you're doing too much over the summer making the teachers look bad. You're supposed to stay a teacher. You're doing too much, Tracy. And, and well, okay. <laughs> well, no, because I'm thinking back to, I'm thinking about last week how, like, because I presented it to my team at my school first. And then when we had to meet with the district, all the teachers that teach the same subject for our district, I presented it. And there was some new teachers in there to this subject. And when I presented it to them, they were like, oh yeah, this is good, right? And then I actually did have the opportunity to talk to the administrative district person who's over our department, the one who just pops into the classes to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. And what she said was, she said, send it to her so that she can approve it to make sure that I'm not teaching something in a parent call and say, it's not. But my only concern with that now is what Mr. Field just said, because when I mentioned it in the class in the, with the other district teachers, they were talking about the money. And if somebody said that, one of the other district, one of the other schools, they said, well, they could be paying you for this curriculum. And I was like, yeah, they could. I had already thought about that. But then I didn't want to send them over the curriculum without having the monetization part right also. And I didn't want them to be like, oh, okay, we're going to just take it and use it as our own without the, so there, there's some work like Ms. Soldonia was saying, polish it up and get it, you know, ready. That's what I'm going to be doing in the background, but yeah. And Tracy, I got to make, make sure you yeah. put your name and everything all over it and your logo, you know, so that it, it shows um, everything about you on there. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, you have, and the, the one thing about, um, teaching these days because so many people, especially during the pandemic, um, you know, exited and then a lot didn't want to come back. They'd had it. So they're always looking for teachers right now. So every everything in that industry is stressed. So never... I actually know a teacher who sold a program similar to yours to one of the school districts and they wrote her a check for three years. So right now she is um, accessing other districts that she can sell her program to. So if they don't want to teach it, you let the, you take the money for it. 
Can when I they say- write that check, they don't write it based on the school year. They purchase it for three years. And if they need any other items like workbooks or whatever, they come directly to you. Yeah, you need to study the different business models they are doing that. Just a thought. Yeah, because no, they're going to fight thought. something that's going to be improvement in how they're trying to imprison the kids in the school. And this generation needs it more than ever before, thanks to the pandemic. I mean, think of us if we were in school. I don't school, hear nothing Phil is saying. Mr. Phil, I can't hear you. You can't hear me? Can the mm-hmm. rest of you hear me? We can hear him. Yeah, we can hear you. I hear you fine. Trinace, your stuff jacked up. You can give me that button. Uh, I'll take that button not to hear him. Ha ha. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh all out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, sometimes I don't want to hear him. <sighs> but can Tracy, you what, what you're doing for this generation is unbelievable. Because think about us. Think if we were kids and had to go through this pandemic. How would that have impacted us? I mean, just the fear and the questioning and the not sure. I mean, we had enough of that anyway without having this layered all on top of it. So what you're presenting is life-changing. It's, it's, it's truly going to make a difference. And what I just heard in my spirit, what you just said, <laughs> it's truly going to make a difference. That's why the enemy is pressing back so hard. Because if it wasn't going to make a difference and have a big impact, it would be a lot easier to get it out there. But because, oh, thank you. All right, y'all. My, I just took over the conversation. Get back no. to the topic, Deanna. There you go. My, no. Make you a positive difference. Everybody, Tracy. You just blessed everybody. Because yeah. we all got to stay hungry for what, for what we're supposed to be doing. Because everybody on here has a program, has something that's going to revolutionize this whole, this whole world. And we can't be sitting on it. The fact that you was working on your legacy while, while them other teachers, while them, them other birds was just over there just chilling at home and they wasn't doing nothing for their legacy. And you out here working it, doing what you're supposed to do. You know you're going to be rewarded because you done put in the work. And when you put in the work, everything, all them fruits are going to come right out of this. So girl, you just found your first clients. Do not underestimate yourself. You are doing it. And we all are sitting on something. We all can be like, okay, all right. Because that just inspired me. I'm like, okay, all right. Because every day I feel like, okay, I I see stuff at the job and I'm like, "Mm -mm, no, no. January 2nd is coming. And that's my day. So, Tracy. I'm just proud, and you have just lit a fire, and I got work to do, but excellent. Do not underestimate. Awesome, powerful. And Tracy, you did not take over the class. What you did was prove everything that we've been talking about. We've been talking about transcending inconsistency. You hit an inconsistency, and I mean, I'm and 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 you kept moving. You came to your community. You basically all we did for you was confirm what you already knew. 
you knew you had it. You knew it. You it's you just you just dealing with them low level. I'm sorry, that's not nice of me to say. I'm a well, I'm use Renee's words. You just dealing with them birds. And and, and I want to let me go back and I want to give kudos and praise where where praise is due because the stuff that I did for this, I know that without this community and with, let me just talk about the, the lessons that I took from the teachings of building with Antonio T. Smith Jr. I created this curriculum with the resource of Chat GPT assisting with the assisting of being able to create, I don't know if y'all remember, but there was some lessons a couple of weeks ago, the last month that he taught about, um, uh, what, what, okay, I created landing pages, guys. I created links to go inside. So I had never knew how to do this. And there was always that knowledge gap of how, like I created the whole curriculum in like Google Drive, just, got it all typed up, got it all organized. And then I was like, what do I do with this? I have it here. And I don't know if y'all remember one class, I said, how do you take this from words, from chat GPT and put it in slides? And then I went and found an AI program for that, that learned how to put it in the slides. So I even have slides for the teachers to show as they're presenting. Then I said, okay, I learned from the class how to link <laughs> take from the links and link it to this whole one thing so that when you go into the landing page, it has all of the skills, but then you click on that link and it takes you to another page that breaks down all of the lessons. When you click into that lesson, it'll take you to all of the things you need for that day. And I'm gonna just say that I know without going through this class that and these morning meetings that I don't know if I would have ever learned how to do it or ever knew what to do. Because when we're in, we were literally in the meeting on Friday and somebody was like, hey, any of y'all know, any of y'all use AI? And I'm looking at these people and they like, like two people. I was like, I use ChatGPT all the time. And they were like, what's ChatGPT? And I'm like, are you serious? You still don't know what ChatGPT is? And we haven't been doing ChatGPT since like September, October. So being ahead of the curve is the other thing and i will say this class has helped me be ahead of the curve so i guess that's why they didn't expect me to come in looking they expect me to come in looking like a regular teacher but we're going through these classes and having accountability partner to tell me to keep my butt going <laughs> that's helped me grow so that's my answer to the question which is about how has this journey helped and how have i grown those are some things that i could take away have a good one y'all <laughs> Oh, uh, real quick, Tracy, before you go, uh, what time do you get off work today? I'm off. You, I'm going to call you today. I'm going to call okay. you. All right. <laughs> Can I say this to you, Tracy, real quick? Yes. <laughs> okay. You ready? Okay. You're a shining star. No matter who you are, shine it bright to see, so you could truly see your shining star. Yeah, and you know the rest.
Thank you, Miss Andre. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tracy, so much for your transparency. And we are all inspired by you. Thank you very much. Thank you for the connection, Mr. Phil. We are very inspired by you. <laughs> I want to, I, I just, I want to thank y'all so much. Y'all have made this so fun for me and so exciting. Uh, oh, oh, Grace, if you can please grace us with what we are doing later tonight. All right. I'm about to pass it over to the baddest trainers in the land. Okay. All the way from sunny Florida, the original award-winning Huber Consultants, because tonight we are having at 5.30 p.m. Central, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 p.m. Pacific. We are having Let's Study a Book. And there is a new book on the horizon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass it over to Mr. Phil so he can tell you more. Yes, our last, uh, our last one, it's here someplace. We got to find out what pile there it is, right in that pile I look. We just finished The Politics of Love, which I, I, you either get the book or listen to the recordings. We recorded it, we got it on there. It's available to you if you want to listen to it. And this is the Marianne Williamson, who's running for president of the United States. And then what brought her to this was a book called A Return to Love. This is the book that brought her preeminence. This is the book that Oprah read and brought to her, put Oprah, put her on the show with her. And it's a return to love, reflection on the principles of A Course in Miracles. And A Course in Miracles, where is that? It's, it's here. Okay. This is The Course in Miracles. So oh. I said, do we want to do this? Uh, or do we want to do Marianne talking about how she taught this? And that's what we're starting tonight. And the first chapter is, you ready? Everybody ready? Hell. That's appropriate. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Where's your name? Oh, I know who this is. Hold on. All right. Uh-oh. Okay. So we know what we're doing tonight. Thank you so much, Mr. Phil. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I will be on the call, but on the road. Uh, also, we've got wins and challenges too tonight. Yes. So please, all everyone who's here now, be on for wins and challenges um, at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, Let's study a book is at 5.30 Central Standard Time. Um, I will be on the call, but I won't be on camera. I will be on the road coming from Meet the Teacher. So, but I will be present. Go ahead, Trinace. Iana, I emailed you. Okay. You looped in, girl. You looped in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, thank you, Trinace, for bringing that up. I want to, so over the weekend, I'm, I'm a just, inconsistencies in transparency vulnerability my growth process i had to understand something with what i want to do you have to do things that are out of your comfort zone while i sit here and i talk to y'all in the mornings i've been doing that for years so that's in my comfort zone well over the weekend i got asked to do two speaking events and the first one I waited two days to respond to 
before I spoke to Trinace, I waited two days. I responded to both her and the, this gentleman in the same day. But I told Antonio two days later after the first one, I said, yeah, you know, the, the, we, we going to be the same people that asked you to speak at that conference. You know, they, they backdoored and came to me. He was like, okay, so what, 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 what's the problem? I said, well, you know, he sent it two days ago. Oh, no, ma'am. I'm sorry. Um, You're not going nowhere until this is answered. Until you go respond. After responding to that, I got on the phone with Trinace, who messaged me the night before. I was like, hey, I want to talk to you. Okay. What time's good for you? Well, I'm on with Antonio now, but you know. Well, I called her and she was in church. So my bad, Trinace. I forgot. Not everybody had the same schedule I have. <laughs> and so I'm talking to Trinace and she asked me to be a part of her wonderful event for mothers and daughters, which I'm extremely excited about because I understand the importance of that of that relationship and how it can make and break people. And had I not said yes, had Antonio not told me say yes to that, I told I told Antonio straight up, I said I wouldn't have said yes because first off, my self sabotager was loud. She was like, Heffle, we ain't doing this. What you talking about? <laughs> Don't teach somebody else. We ain't doing that. <laughs> and then it was a it, it then it was an inconsistency for me because I teach for Antonio all the time. That's, I can do that. I know y'all. I don't know these other people. So Just now think of us in the audience. Just think it's all all of us. But the they, are, they will be your new friends. They will be your new friends. Yeah, you're a natural, Diana. I mean, it it just flows naturally from you. There's it's not it's effortless for you, and you know people can respond to that. And you know you're not stiff and uneasy, and um, you know have hand stuff to say. You speak from the heart. And um, you're very knowledgeable. So you you really should be doing this and just you're gonna do outstanding. Just be yourself. Don't don't do anything different than what you're doing. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Miss Susan. Y'all, Miss Susan is my other mama. I just I'm gonna let everyone know Miss Susan is my other mama. So. But, but also prepare. Yes, sir. The, trust Any me. Any athlete, no matter how skilled an athlete is. They prepare themselves for the game. So make sure you prepare. Yes, sir. And Antonio, trust me, Antonio has already sat down with me. We, we, he said, okay, so what you want to talk about? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Let me, let me, yeah, let me jump in and just say this one thing for a few seconds. She's spoken under my brand in conferences for famous people hundreds of times. And then, of course, on the calls hundreds of thousands of times. This is a great testament of when you're no longer known for being under Exxon or at your job and you go try to be an entrepreneur and sales get harder because you no longer work for Coca-Cola, a known brand, you work for yourself. This is what she's going through because the people asking her to speak are her brand, for her legacy, for her own merits. But let that be a warning to all of you. No matter how much you do something, when it's you and 
if you fail, it's on you. And if you win, it's on you. That's a hell of a place to be. I'm done. Hey, hey Antonio, when we would get a call and they were looking for a speaker, or when we got the call, they were looking for Phil Sorrentino. Two completely different conversations. That's absolute fact. That that was well said. <laughs> well, remember, Deanna, we have that the fact. Oh, sorry, Antonio. No, no, no. I was just still agreeing. You go ahead. Well, Deanna, we have this class on Tuesday night called the Bureau of Influential Speakers. It's a great place for you to come in and practice and in front of your peers here, people that love you and know you. I love it. <laughs> Can oh. I tell you this, Deanna? Susan, you sound like Phil. <laughs> Please, God, help me. <laughs> I just want to say one thing to you. Yes, ma'am. You're going you're gonna to get everything you need out of it. Everything. And that is, you're a genius maker. Oh. A genius creator. Now that's on fleet, period. Thank you. And the subtitle of the book that we're going to cover it. together, the subtitle of the book that we're going to cover together, How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci, subtitle, Seven Steps to Genius Every Day. Yes, I read that. You, me, and Don are going to be doing the, the, the us three are going to be studying this book together. Yes. We'll, we'll invite other people if they want to join us. Yeah, well, you know, we, we'll, we'll share if they want to, but you know. <laughs> I'm in that too. <laughs> yes, yes, you are, Miss Susan. <laughs> go, oh, go ahead, Antonio. Wednesday nights are open. They are. Oh, just want to say when Phil said, hey, looking for a speaker, and hey, looking for Phil Sorrentino, that's got to be the most accurate thing that I've heard all year. Those are two different conversations. And that's two people looking for Dion, not Antonio, not a speaker, not Antonio's friend, not Antonio's wife, Deanna specifically. That's pressure. And boy, that's a great place to live life. Man. Y'all know, and I was talking to Antonio because Antonio told me, he said, you know, that's your law of attraction, right? Because I ain't had nothing to do with that. And what dawned to me when Antonio told us gasoline make the car run, but you wouldn't bathe in it because it stink. It's the stinky stuff that makes stuff work. To be on a stage in front of people scares the crap out of me. I'm not gonna lie. It still does to this day. There's times I get in front of y'all and I'm still nervous. But but wear a diaper then. You show right. And they do make them for adults. Thank you, Mr. Field. <laughs> but what dawned on me was my law of attraction and what I desire to do in the world requires me to stand on a stage. Requires me to be in front of an audience and speak. So I am wonderfully, nervously hitting this inconsistency 
full on with gratitude, happiness, and joy. I'm just, I'm grateful because it started with y'all. My very first keynote outside of teaching marketing was on the Bureau of Influential Individuals. And I'm grateful because Antonio has pushed me so much to where I have no choice but to be me. Like if it wasn't for Antonio, y'all would get my representative 24-7. <laughs> but my representative is we are one. I no longer need her to represent me anymore. I'll be telling her, look, I'm gonna need you to step back. Okay, yeah, yeah. I had a full conversation with her last week. And so, and this week, I'm grateful for y'all. I really am. Y'all encourage me, push me, see stuff in me. And then here come Antonio just saying, hey, I know what you can do, go do it. And I'm like, no, I can't. Yes, you can, go do it. I can't do that. Yes, you can, go do it. <laughs> but so I just want to say I'm grateful. And please know that everything that I talk to you guys about, I'm actively practicing been there, done that, got through it, or I'm going through it and figuring it out. So I want to thank all of you because y'all have been my family every step of the way. And y'all have been my village. And they blood is not thicker than water. Water flows more freely to me. And I, I'm grateful for y'all being my water. So thank you. So I'm excited. Jay, you know? um, Jay said that water is spirit. Mm -hmm. That's why. There we go. So come on, my spirits, my spirits. <laughs> Not the liquor, the you know, the the, the other. <laughs> you know, you got your wines and your spirits. <laughs> but no, I just, I just want to thank y'all, and I, I just, I want, I want y'all to see that. It works. Law of attraction is real. Law of attraction works. And when you worry about yourself and clean your own house, you make room for other stuff to happen. So y'all keep making room. Talisha, keep making room. Tracy, keep making room. Trinace, keep making room. Renee, keep everybody keep making room. I love y'all. You can plant better. You can dominate. We'll see you tonight at 5.30 and at 7. Love you all. Love you more. Love you, more. Love you guys. Thank you all. Have a good week. Love you more. Keep winning, girl. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.